Blog Talk Radio. Hello there and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad you could join us. I apologize. We had some technical difficulties, um, but everything appears to be up and running. So um, I thank you so much for your patience, and we welcome you this Saturday morning. If you're, if you're here on the Eastern Time Zone of the United States, then it is 10.04 a.m. Saturday morning. And a shout-out to our listeners in the U.K., Australia, the Middle East, and, uh, and other parts of Europe. Thank you so much for tuning in, as well as those that are tuning in in the Caribbean. So once again, we thank you so much for joining us today. I have my co-host with me, Vanessa. Vanessa, how are you today? I'm good, Michael. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, you're fine. Okay, good. We had some good. technical difficulties here in the studio, but we are up and running. <laughs> oh, great, great. As long as we're working, the beads, that's good. Yeah, the beads of sweat are dripping right now off my forehead. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm but, glad uh, it's finally working out. Good, yes, I'm excited yes. about today's show. I'm excited about talking to Gabby. Yes, I am too. Uh, Gabby is a strategist, a business coach, and a madrina, empowering women to be who they are so they can be free. And, um, you know, she has done so much. We're going to hear about her group, Las Comadres, and Mm -hmm. she really helps women to develop clarity, confidence, and the support they need. You know, she, she creates spaces that invite women to connect deeply to themselves and each other and dream as big as they want to dream and go after it. So, uh, you know, she's, she's also passionate about interior design, motherhood, civic engagement, and guacamole, which is uh, one of my favorites. And, um, <laughs> and, and she's a local right here in Miami, uh, where she lives with her, with her nine-year-old son, Matias. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, you know, and she's wonderful. I've known her for many, many years, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that as well, but you know, recently, a few months ago, uh, we had the opportunity to have her as a guest speaker at one of our groups, uh, Tuesdays Together, and uh, it was at the Biltmore Hotel, and she was our guest speaker, and she's just amazing, amazing. She brings such positive energy. Um, before before we continue and we bring on Gabby, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, to my group over at Bombshell Makeovers, Elisa and the entire team there. They are absolutely fabulous. Many of the brides that, uh, that you guys see me in photos with on social media um, are, you know, I want to say the products or the clients of Bombshell Makeovers. And as you can see, they look absolutely amazing. So I'm giving a shout out to Bombshell. And, uh, you know, for all your hair and makeup needs, make sure that you do reach out to them because they are absolutely amazing. They're a wonderful group, and they're also a group that is led by faith, and they're, they're very strong Christians. So, uh, again, my shout-out to them. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just, uh, you know, type in Bombshell Makeovers, and uh, they are absolutely phenomenal. So, um, without further ado, we're going to bring Gabby on. Hello. Hello, Gabby. Hi. Hi, Gabby. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? 
We're doing good. I don't, this is when we're on the radio. It's kind of like, okay, who gets to talk now? Who's talking then? You don't want to be rude. So <laughs> I think we always have like an awkward silence in between of who gets okay. to talk first. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. We're excited to have you, Gabby. I'm particularly, I was very, I was reading a little bit about your bio last night and it got me thinking, uh, Las Comadres, I, first of all, I guess, explain first what La Comadres is Yes, and what you're about. Well, and, and I'll explain just for anyone who isn't familiar with the concept. So what the word Comadre means, it is actually what mothers and godmothers call each other. So right. I think when you really think about it, to me, it's it's really your comadre is the woman that you trust the most in the world because you trust her with the most important pieces of your life. And right. so, and you know, those of us that are from Latin America, we know that it's also used as a term, term of endearment often. And so um, right. that really felt like it matched what we, our, what our community is all about. And so Las Comadres is a membership community of women that are reclaiming sisterhood and supporting each other in life and in business. You know, it's funny you say that, Gabby. I was just going to touch on that because I was thinking about the word comadre last night, and I realized that yeah. there's really no English equivalent to the word. No, no. So for my, yeah, so for Madrina, it would be godmother, <laughs> but for yes. a comadre, a word doesn't exist, so it just yep. speaks to the community you have comadre. created. <laughs> Yeah, it speaks to the community you've created within even the name of your business. Yeah. You know, it's very culturally tied to, but it's open to anybody who would want to be part of this group. Exactly, exactly. All kinds of women across generations, across backgrounds, everything. Yes. Right, right. No, I think the name fits perfectly for what you're trying to accomplish, yeah. which is which is for each woman that comes in. What is it that you, what's the goal for these women once they walk through your doors? What is it you want to create the for them? The most important thing that women come feeling is that they feel alone and they feel mm-hmm. disconnected. And, and many of them are, most of them are entrepreneurs. So they're women who are starting their own businesses. Often maybe they came from the sort of more traditional nine to five work space and all of them feel very lonely. They feel like, oh my God, where are my people? I don't, right. you know, I don't get to get up in the morning and go somewhere and see other people anymore. And and, and I realized that there were so many of us feeling the exact same way and feeling like, why don't we all get together? And right. thinking that sense of connection, sense of support, um, friendship, I would say one of the things that's been most interesting to me and most meaningful is that there are women here that we make such a safe space for real connection and support. But there are women here that say, this is the first time that I've had female friends. And this is mm-hmm. the first time that I've let people in, in a real way. And so that's, I think what I'm most proud of is that those kinds of breakthroughs are happening. Right. No, right. I think absolutely. That's- and, and, and um, let me just interject with a quick question. How many of them are, and, and like in Vanessa's case, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you guys haven't had an opportunity to, met, to meet, but Vanessa is a journalist and former news reporter yeah. who, took, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, who took a number of years off to, to focus on, you know, raising a family, who's now returned, you know, from there to kind of get back into, you know, the mainstream, if you will. Yeah. Um, how many, how many of the women that you work with 
are in that same situation. Oh, so many. So many of us um, are in a third place. So many of us are mothers. Um, and so we're balancing only the stress of kind of, you know, pursuing our creative projects or our businesses, but also balancing that with, you know, our children and the time management that goes into that and the priorities and, you know, it just impacts everything. So, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're yeah. Particularly from being uh, from both sides, because I have been the working woman out there and I have been at home and yeah. I tend to feel like being at home, it can, like you said, loneliness, it can yeah. get lonely and it kind of, you kind of, at least in my situation, and I think a lot of women can relate to it, you lose yourself and your sense of identity and you become mm-hmm. all of the caretaker and it's about your child or children. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get back, you know, out there, I think, for a lot of these women and they can't find the support and other like-minded people yeah. to relate to. Exactly. And one of the things that I really stress about the community is that um, for women in that situation, for example, that are trying to sort of get back in, there is that I hope that that Las Comadres becomes a space that is supportive and inspiring, where you're kind of, you know, you're, you're there with other women that are doing these things and that you can learn from and be inspired by and get creative with. Um, as opposed to having that be an intimidating experience, you know, um, to just really allow that to be more inspiring than anything else. Okay. Oh, and, and I, I got lost off for a second. Yeah, I, I think you've successfully done that, Gabby, uh, in your work. And yeah. and I think, you know, because I remember you being in, in, you know, in a full-time job and, yep. and you know, raising Matias. Yeah. And and what was that struggle like that kind of helped you launch your brand? I, it was interesting for me because by the time that Mati was say three or four, I was a director at an advertising agency. Like I was doing pretty well, and I had a job that I liked. But I realized for me, it was it was a matter of timing, and I think that this entrepreneurial <clears throat> was in me even though it was subconscious I never really thought that I wanted to be an entrepreneur but there was just a moment where I just said my god I I'm really good at what I do and honestly like I spend most of my days in like meetings that are leading nowhere and just handling other people's bs and and it was like what if I (laughs) what if I could go pick up my son at school and what if I you know, I, I would say that freedom means going to CVS in the middle of a Tuesday without having to ask for permission. You know, yeah. like, you know right. the, the ability right. to kind of do that. And, 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 I, and it's almost like I was in a moment in my career where I trusted how good I was. And that was also combined with realizing that once I had moved to Miami, so many of my peers or people that I knew that worked in marketing had their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And it was a really interesting distinction because I came from New York where that was certainly not the case. And it was almost like there was this possibility here to make it on your own that had never even been in my radar before. And I decided to go for it. Well, what is a little bit of your background? Like, what what did you work in before? So your field? My my background is really funny. I've done all kinds. I had like four different careers. I worked in consulting. (laughs) I I worked in human resources. I worked in human resources at a hedge fund in New York City, and it was it was the heyday before the 
financial crisis. And I remember I got laid off in 2009 and I had this moment of like, I want to give back and I want to work in nonprofits. And I started working for at a, in communications at a nonprofit organization. And then from there went to advertising agencies. So it's been like a, a mixed bag of interesting things. <laughs> yeah, well, that probably kind of, it helped you also to, I think, deal with the women that probably have crossed paths with you, yeah. um, being in different fields, also, exactly. getting to know different exactly. kinds of people. Totally. So Totally. Where did I, I mean, I, I, I know that it's almost like, you know, everything is perfect. The, all, all the different moments that have led me here have allowed me to show up in a particular way with the work right. that I do now. Right, exactly. Yeah, where, where did that passion for helping women come from? I think I always had it. I think that's definitely somebody. I mean, my, my I remember being a little kid and friends calling me feminista before I even knew what that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like I was always like standing up for women and women's rights and 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 I had the fortune of being surrounded by really powerful and, and generous and kind women in my family and my group of friends. So that, that sense of sisterhood and support is something that has always been yeah. very present with me. Um, mm -hmm. the, the nonprofit organization that I worked in was in women's rights, and so I think that like further solidified the approach um, or just the passion that I had. And, and then from there, it's just been all, it's, some, it's something that's such a part of who I am that it's hard to, you know, even pinpoint. Do you come from a big family? Do you have sisters? I have, uh, uh, there's three of us. I have a younger sister and a younger brother. Okay. Yeah. So big family. From, a, 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 from where are you guys from? Where are you guys? What we're country we're are you guys? from Dominican Republic. I grew up and I was raised there. I lived there until I was 19. Oh, okay. So you're definitely yeah. bicultural. Yeah. Yes. That helps too. I'm sure there's women. Is, are the women all from, um, are they mostly Latin women or the American women? They're all kinds of women? They're from what kind everywhere. of women? I mean, we're in Miami. So by nature, obviously, there's a lot right. of, um, you know, uh, Latina women in the group. But there are women there. It's so, one of the most, one of the coolest moments I've had. There's this um, amazing uh, Haitian, like woman, woman who's from Miami, but her, her family's Haitian, and, and um, she said that in her culture, it's known as comer, it is co-mother uh -huh. in Creole, and so mm -hmm. I was like, like, oh God, she said that the moment she's comadre, immediately it rung a bell, and then she felt connected to it. Mm -hmm. There's women from all from all backgrounds and from all experiences yeah. in the group. Well, yeah. the, ha the Haitian culture is very similar to the Latin culture. Yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. So it's, they can definitely relate to that. And it's how many women now do you have there in your organization? There are women in the community. That's pretty good. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of women. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. I, I didn't hear the number. How, how, how many women? 120. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How do they usually find you? Is it word of mouth or? There's a lot of word of mouth. I am also trying to be really intentional about um, really hosting a space and a group that is reflective of all of South Florida. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get out of, you know, the tip because we could totally do, you know, there is a lot of word of mouth, obviously. So we end up having a lot of women that are friends of friends. Um mm -hmm. 
but I know that's not that's not the most ideal strategy if you want to get out of the bubbles in which we exist. And so I'm trying to be really intentional and in sort of making connections with spaces where, you know, women all across Miami that would have never otherwise heard about us would, you know, have us on their radar. And, and that's an amazing, uh, amazing kind of launch, if you will, because I, you know, obviously there there are the the women that you work with directly, but then there there are many people that are. I'm going to use the word affected because I can't think of another yeah. word right now, but or, or rather touched. How about touched? They're touched by the people you work with, so yeah. they're kind of you know they they're feeling some of that and they're seeing particularly the change in the people right it's yeah. like when i um when i when i am going to officiate a wedding let's say for someone whom i personally know and i haven't had an opportunity you know um to meet to meet their their significant other their fiance and then i meet mm-hmm. them before the wedding and you know and i feel like i already know them and I explain to them the reason why is because I see the change in the person that I know. Wow, that's beautiful. And, and I see the impact that that person has made, you yeah. know, and and that's very telling. And it's like, yeah. uh, Gabby, when you came to speak at, at Tuesdays Together, you know, I know I know everybody that was in that room, and I, and yeah. I've seen them. And and I saw how how they connected to you because you really bring an amazing energy into the room. You really do, and you always have. I remember meeting you <laughs> way back when. Oh yeah. And you and that energy you've always had that you've always Thank had that. You, you know, you. so so I could see them like connecting to you and, and really like feeding off of everything that you were saying. Yeah. You know, and and I think that 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 in itself is very telling when you see the impact on other people. Yeah. And, and to me, to me, that that's, that's why we're here. That's why we spend time on earth is to touch other people is to impact other people. I think to myself every morning, how am I going to change somebody's day? I want to change somebody's day. And if I can change more than one, that's great. You know, and sometimes it's just, you know, acknowledging the barista at Starbucks by their yep. first name. Mm-hmm. You know, you have no idea how much of an impact that makes on a person. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to stop preaching now. <laughs> yeah. well, so you're saying that you're, I know it's for, it's more uh, geared toward women, but I know a yeah. lot of men also feel sometimes lonely and they need the support and the confidence. Do you also have men in the group or do you work with men as well? We have all, anyone who identifies as a woman is Uh welcome in this space. We do have several events throughout the year that we call the bring a compadre events. So, and those events are so fun because we just have women just like bring any man in your life, whether it's a brother or your son your partner, like whoever you want to bring. And it's uh-huh. such a sweet vibe. And I, and I think at those moments is when it becomes really clear what you yeah. were talking about, Michael, which is that these women are in this space. Like I, I honestly, like I think about it and I could cry. The number of men that came up to me and were 
really like she's so much happier like thank you for the work that you've been doing with my wife with my sister like she's so excited about this like that they see a change in them and and I, I think that it's interesting because I do think that there's a lot of a lot of what we perceive as quote unquote feminism and 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 all and you know women fighting for their rights feels adversarial and and I I know that when I was younger, I may have felt that way, but certainly Mm -hmm. at this point in my life, um, it's completely the opposite. I mean, we are, we love men. And I, one of the things that I'm most proud of is I feel that the women that are in this community are, are getting in touch with who they really are and finding a sense of inner peace so that they can show up as better versions of themselves and as their higher everybody in their lives, for the men in their lives, their partners, their parents, their children, friends, like for themselves, you know? And so it's about us all finding that harmony and being together and being at peace and joyful with each other. It's not anti-anyone, you know? But there's acknowledgement that women, we just have a certain sense of comfort and safety when we are in spaces that are just ours. And so this gets this gets to be one of those spaces. I feel like you, you know we no need effect. to start. We we need to start a, a partner group, right? Los compadres. Uh, yeah. Let me tell yeah. you, I would put a sample of rule on that any day. <laughs> you know, 100%. and and you, you know what that uh, that's something that we can talk about uh, offline because I I, I think um, I, I'd love I'd love to work on that with you. Yeah. And it's so needed. You know. I've, I've really been, like, there's so many men that have reached out to me to say, oh, my God, do you know of something for men that is similar? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think men because, are giving you know, I mean, the I, I support. Do it. The men are yeah, not giving I mean, the support I, you know, that I do, women I, are. I, I do that work with, with, my, with my grooms in yes, terms of helping them to, to, to better communicate and to, to try to, you know, meet the woman's needs and to understand, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. But I, I, I think to be able to do it in a group setting where the guys can feel safe, opening up, sharing mm-hmm. with each other, supporting one another, mm-hmm. you know, um, because, you know, it's so hard to get guys to do that. Yeah. And, and I think this, this is, this is the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a domino. So let's effect. do it. Do you, guys, mm-hmm. do, you guys, do you guys hear me? Because I feel like yes, I'm getting yes, disconnected yes. by moments. Yeah. I hear in and out sometimes, so I think it might be my connection. Um, no, but you were saying earlier, I feel like it's uh, men come up to you, Gabby, and say, my wife feels so much better. It's such a domino effect in, in the home because mm-hmm. when the woman feels better or the man, both, you know, it affects the rest of the family. And kids also, they're so perceptive. They really realize when mommy or daddy's not feeling well. And the men on that end also are not, I don't think they're giving, especially culturally, since we're in Miami, it's a a hugely Mm -hmm. Latin culture, that I don't feel the men are giving the the support in order to be emotionally well. Like men are taught not to cry. Men are taught to repress. And they are not able to really come out. And when they're in a group setting, like Michael, that idea is great. Los compadres, I, I think that's, Perfect. That's a great idea because then men are given a space where they're able to, you know, express what's on their mind and be in a non-judgmental, 
arena where they can mm-hmm. they can do that, which is emotion mentally healthy, emotionally emotional wellness for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's some yeah that's something Absolutely. definitely I feel like that needs to be explored. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We we definitely have to have a uh, a brainstorming session on this. And <laughs> and I guess since, since you're both since you're both in Miami. It'll be me that'll be traveling to meet with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to meet. This is this whole thing speaks to me. I think so many people are going through changes in their life, whether it's a divorce or change in work uh, or whatever it is, you know. And you can always use the support and like-minded people yeah. to say, "Hey, you're not alone." And yeah. yeah. I'd be happy to meet up with and, you guys and, whenever you guys want. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'll I'll uh you know, after the show I'll I'll reach out to you guys and we'll we'll definitely set something up. Um and and, and Vanessa, you know, I, I thought when when Gabby and I we've been working on getting her on the show for some time. And um you know, we, we both live very busy lives. <laughs> so um <laughs> You know, we finally made it work, and uh, and you were the first person I thought of, Vanessa, because I'm like, this is going to be a perfect show for Vanessa because, <laughs> you know, you're 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 kind of in that in that space right now where you're yeah. rebranding yourself and and you know, getting back right. into the mainstream and you know, and all that. No, definitely. So, Las Comadres definitely speaks to me. Your whole and I, I have a. I have a feeling you're uh, very much into energy and to like what oh, is yeah. meant to happen in your life is oh, yeah. happening. So yeah, I'm very like, I think the same way. I think things happen in our lives are meant to happen for whether it's hard to see at the moment. Sometimes it seems really bad, but it can bring good things and to look at the positive. Absolutely. So yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's, I think yeah. the community needs many more environments like this. Yeah. Yeah, and Gabby, what what do you think was the was the turning point for you? Where where was that place in your life where you got to the crossroad and it's like, okay, do I go left? Do I go right? Do I keep going straight or do I turn around? Where uh, was that there, for you? There, if you can, if you can pinpoint several, it. There've been several of those, but I do think that one of the most meaningful ones was when I decided to leave um, the corporate world and start my own business. And, and it was just a big moment of, of trusting myself and trusting what I had to offer and also having a lot of faith that we would be okay. Uh, I'm a single mom. And, and so mm-hmm. I do have the support of my family. And the reason I moved back to Miami is because they are all here and so, uh, but that was a, it, it was just a moment of, I, I, I just felt like my creativity was being wasted away. Like that there was so much more that it was in me to create, to contribute and to give. And I didn't want to be bound by the parameters of the place I happened to be working at. Um, and so for me, it was a more, you know, I, I, there's certainly ways that you can do that your own free time if you have a full-time job but for me it was a more radical feeling of like I need to create something that's mine and I need to be fully free to make it whatever I want it to be um and and, it, and what's happened with me in those turning 
thing since, as I said, there are many, I've just got into a place where, I mean, for me, the, the way that I understand it, it's my higher self and, and my, and right. it comes through, through my intuition. And, and there are moments where it just kind of starts sneaking up on me and I'm like, here we go again. What's next? You know, it's like, I don't even fight it anymore. I probably ask it to give me the grace of a couple of days to like settle into whatever new fantastical thing is going to happen. But um, it's just kind of the way that I've learned to live. And, and it's led me in a process where I, I'm just moving closer to fulfilling my purpose to becoming who I really am. Just it's, it's all, it's all always for the good, you know? Right. Right. And, and if you could, if you could think back, cause I, I think this is really key, particularly for, for those that may be listening um, and, and maybe even for you, Vanessa, um, mm-hmm. if you could think back to, what it felt like, Gabby, when you were first embarking on this, right, and thinking about, you know, obviously the fear, the insecurity, right? Is this going to work? Am I going to survive? Yeah. Can I put food on my table? And you think about where you are today Mm. and look back, you know, it's almost like take me back to that point, right, and did you did you ever see that you were going to get to this place? Oh my God! I, I you know because when, when when you're in, when you're in the tunnel, right? It's 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 hard to you're see the light. In the tunnel. Yeah, it, and it was the thing that was holding me to my life was that desire to create on my own terms and to and to just kind of you know birth this thing that I was this business on my own terms and, and being able to dictate my schedule and dictate the clients and the people that I surrounded myself with. And, and, and that, that drive and like spending more time with my son, like that's what was pulling me. And I just right. knew that that was the right way. Even if I couldn't see where it was taking me, I knew that that was the right way and sort of, and that was more, more powerful than the fear and the doubt. And trust me, there were many moments of fear and doubt because my decision to become an entrepreneur happened in about 30 minutes. And so, you know, there's people that, you know, I've always known that I wanted to start my own business. I had none of that. And so to get to a place where I like really that the, the sort of the light at the end of the tunnel was stronger than the fear that was holding me stuck in the same place. um, That's when the shift happened. Right, right. And, and, you know, it, it makes me think of the, there was a meme that someone had posted on social media some time ago. And I don't remember the exact words, but I'm going to try to kind of paraphrase. And it was mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, so I lit that bitch up myself. <laughs> That's so awesome. You know, I mean, it's like, yes, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Like, nobody's yeah. going to come down and serve you something on a silver platter, yeah. you know, yeah. at least not in my family. You, know? you got to go after yeah. it. So, yeah. And that's such a great you know, so uh, lesson for her go son, out too. And, and, yes. That's such a great lesson yes. for her So it's son. like, you got you to gotta go out and get it. 
You know, you yeah. gotta if you don't mm-hmm. see the light, you gotta light it up yourself. That is right. And and, yeah. and don't let you know, don't let yourself be detracted or discouraged. Yeah. yeah. You know, because so there's are, gonna are be you... those moments. But go ahead. Uh, no, I was gonna say, are you able to spend now more time with your son during the week, midweek, be able to go to the market or oh, so live, much more. Live life on more on your terms. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I haven't, that's been the case the moment that I became an entrepreneur. Like I haven't budged on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's certainly moments where, you know, he's here right now playing video games silently in the other room. I was like, <laughs> put it on silent. It's okay. <laughs> you can play video games while we do this. I mean, you know, there's, and it's just like, we're in each other's presence a lot. And yeah, I just find that so beautiful and so important. And I know how quickly these years are going by and I, I want to soak up every second of them. And, and that's not something that I'm willing yeah. to, to budge on. Yeah. How old is he? He's nine. Oh, I have a nine-year-old as well. Oh my God. And you're right. Yeah. I have a nine and a four-year-old, but the nine-year-old, you're right. Like I feel it's like having a preteen. I don't know about you, yeah. but I feel oh, yeah. like <laughs> they're starting with their sass and they are yeah it's they grow up so fast it's true yeah. as the years go by and you want really want to share that and you really want to enjoy it while you can absolutely yeah yeah amazing. yeah you know and 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 i think mm-hmm. all three of us have have been in you know in a position at one point in our lives where yeah everything was based on work and you know you, everything else kind of fell second, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, you know, the other things that we need to take care of. And, yeah. you know, and I have, I have two daughters, 16 and 12. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and and I think about the earlier years and how much time I did lose, you know, by being so busy and so caught up in things. And now, yeah. you know, I've come to a point where, Number one, I I look forward to, you know, picking them up at school midday, you know, and and I'll make Mm -hmm. the time for that. And you know what? I can't attend all the events that I used to attend. I just can't. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, out of 20 invites, I'm going to pick three or four that don't conflict with the family time. Exactly. Because that's because that's what we have to do. Because you know what, anyone that I've ever spoken to, that was, you know, a much older person, senior citizen, they will tell you that their biggest regrets are the time that they spent away from mm-hmm. family and loved ones over yeah. work and you know other types of projects. And I don't want to have those regrets, you know, when I'm a senior. Yeah. I just don't. I want to be able to look back and say, no, you know what? I did the best I could and, you know, and I was there. I was there as much as I could be. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it takes, it takes a lot to really force yourself into that mode because I think we Mm -hmm. all get, we all get that, that fear like, oh no, like, if I say no to these 10 invites, oh my goodness, like how many opportunities am I losing? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. or, you know, are they not going to invite me anymore? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? They may or may not. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's life. 
you know, but you can't, you can't um, plan your own actions on based on other people's plans. You know, you you have to, you have to go with, with what's best for you. Yeah. I think a lot of these, a lot of people probably also don't listen to that little voice or that gut, that intuition feeling that like when you say be invited to 10 invites, there are some that may call to you and some of them that don't. And sometimes it's important to listen right. to that gut so that you don't have those regrets, you know, in, in the future. Correct. Cause you've dealt, you, you've dealt, Michael, you've dealt with a lot of, you've gone to, you've officiated a lot of weddings, but you've done a lot of funerals as well. Right. So you've met people Correct. from all ages and, yeah. I'm sure they come to you as a pastor with, with so many of their stories and like you said, their regrets. And a lot of times it's that. And some of them some people don't have a choice. I mean, I think we're fortunate that we have support and that we're able to yeah. make these kind of decisions. Some people don't feel yeah. like they have that choice because they have to put food on the table, because they have to work that job, that crummy job that they don't love, but that will feed their child. So we're fortunate in that regard, but so for some people, it's just about not listening to that gut or that voice or, you know what, maybe I should be doing this and not this. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's yeah. an important point because the people that, I mean, it is a position of privilege that I 100% acknowledge to be able to say, you know what, I can't, you know, rely on my savings and start a business and, you know, jump it, jump for it. And, you know, in order to be able yeah. to spend time with my family, but maybe I think the, the broader in here is the importance of that time so that whatever time you do to spend with your children or with the people that you love that you put the phone away that you make it quality that you really are present with the and that's people a that conscious. you care about yeah and that's a conscious choice because I think a lot of us including myself have to really work on that and putting that phone away not checking the Instagram or whatever social media platform or email or whatever it is yeah. It's a conscious decision because some people just immediately, you know, they go to their phone and their kid is yeah. right next to them. Yeah. Right. Well, what are some of the tools that you can share with our listeners for, for them to be be better able to develop their confidence and clarity in everything that you are wanting to share with the community? I mean, I think one of the most powerful, and I guess if we could call it a tool, um, it's just a way of being, it's, it's just, it's vulnerability. Vulnerability has been something that I have been really allowing myself to explore for the first time in my life really deeply this year. And it's revolutionized everything because mm-hmm. I think that the moment that you're able to find someone else in your life, that's maybe going through a similar thing that you're going through and mm-hmm. be able to say, I need help. I'm confused about this. I don't understand this. I'm scared about this. And can we help each other? That that onto itself, you are creating a structure of love and support in your life that will inevitably boost your confidence. And so I, I um, a little bit, I, I very much understand self-love and you cultivating your individual sort of sense of personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we can be successful unless we are enrolling others that are um, in support and in collaboration with us, this is not a journey that you have to do alone. And, and really being able to understand that and to live that takes vulnerability. And so if, if every single person just takes a moment to say, okay, I'm going through this right now, 
I'm worried about this. I'm scared about that. I'm concerned about this. I'm confused about that. And if you could just say, okay, who could I ask for help? Who is somebody mm -hmm. in my life that I could sit down and invite for a cup of coffee or for a glass of wine and have a genuine open conversation without worrying about how I'm look, looking good or without worrying about coming off in a certain way, but just being myself and being honest. I think that that kind of practice and that behavior is the beginning of like why we're here on this planet, you know, and to help each other. Right. Right. No, I think you're right. And I think a lot of mom, like I'm a single mom as well, but yeah. I feel like a lot of women feel also that they have to be this strong person and, and not for their kids, not only for themselves, yeah. but for their kids. And they're not allowed to really be vulnerable. Yeah. So that's a great and, message. And I would, I would challenge that. That's something that I, you know, I, I grew up, it, it, I feel like it's also a generational thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like, like a lot of us Latinas grew up with strong Latina moms that just got it done. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I've had right. several moments throughout my life where things happen. Maybe I ended a relationship or I just had some kind of difficult moment that I was going through. And, and I remember clearly like having a choice, like I could lock myself up in my room right now and grieve alone, or I could walk out to the living room and cry in front of my son and show him what sadness looks like and show him mm -hmm. that his mother is a human being with mm -hmm. flaws and emotions and feelings. And I'm not to put me up on some pedestal of like perfect mom, but to really understand that like, I'm a person too. And that I, right. think, I think I'm saving him years of therapy to be perfectly yep. honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I think that this is like, so needed just for him to be able to understand yeah. you know that we're all human beings doing the best we can yeah. you know yeah. that's all that's right to cry right. to cry and express it but afterward pick yourself up and be like okay we're exactly. gonna keep going yeah, yeah. I agree yeah. with you 100% and I think that's also something as what we were talking about earlier is also for men to do that with their sons you oh, know yeah. because that's just gonna perpetuate this thing of men don't cry and they don't express, but if they see that their father, the person they look up to is being able to be vulnerable. Oh yeah. And then pick right. themselves up and, right. you know, it's, it's an important message to send, not just through saying, but through doing, through being. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and right. yeah. And there are, and there are a lot of, a lot of single dads out there who do an amazing, right. amazing job. And, yeah, and, and they right. face, they face, you know, some of the, some of the same challenges that the mm -hmm. single moms do, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I think that that's a whole other kind of untapped and un, you know, unrecognized group, if you will. A hundred percent. You know, um, yeah. and, 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 you know, and they do an amazing job just like, just like the single moms, you know, yeah. um, yep. and, and, and it's tough, but, you know, I think it's important that we, that we raise our kids to understand, you know, the values that are important to us, you know, and values of family as well as, yeah, you know, life's not perfect. Like what you see on TV is perfect because it's TV, but that's not really what life is about, you know? Mm -hmm. um, right. And, and, and there is going to be conflict, you know, um, there are going to be disagreements in the home, you know, and, and that's okay to disagree, 
Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not okay to become disrespectful towards each other and scream at each other and call each other names. But, you know, kids have to understand, you know what? Disagreement is okay. That's what, yeah. that's what America is about. You know, part it's life, part yeah. of life and you have to, you know, you have to feel comfortable disagreeing. Yeah. You know, and they're um, watching how and, you And, and I, I was raised by, yeah. And I was raised yeah. by a single working mom. So, yeah. You know, I know my mom worked all the time, all the mm-hmm. time, and she did the mm-hmm. best that she could, you know, yeah. That, yeah. you know, were, were things lacking? Sure, things were lacking, you know, but um, but we learned to adjust and, and to overcome and to really, you know, move, move forward and and try not to continue the pattern. Yeah. You know, I don't want. You know, I, I, I vowed that, you know what, when I when I get married and I have kids, I don't want them to see some of the things I saw, you know, because yeah. it's, it's a different time. Generationally, it's a different time, you yeah. know, and and, you know, while I may not be able to teach them, you know, about being a woman like my wife can teach them, I, I want to teach them the type of man they should look for you know, or the type of partner they should look for by, by being the role model, you know, because if they see me as, as someone who's drunk all the time, who's screaming, who's, you know, creating all kinds of chaos in the house, well, that's, that's what they're going to understand is normal, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's up to me to make sure that, that that doesn't happen, you know, and that they see, they see a role model that, you know, they say, okay, this is, you know, this is the type of man or partner that we want in our own life. A hundred percent. You know, and I think, I think that that's, that's part of our responsibility, whether, whether it's the mother or the father, it's our responsibility to, yeah. to teach them the best way we possibly can. Doesn't yeah. mean we're going to be perfect. We may not make the same mistakes our parents did, but we'll make our own mistakes. We'll you know? make new ones. <laughs> I'm all about new mistakes. That's right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that might be something Las Comadres also they go over is uh, consciousness because a lot of these are cycles that, like you said, Michael, they come down from where your parents raised you and you may consciously, not consciously, repeat that cycle, whether yeah. it's, uh, right. whether it's uh, conflict resolving with, you know, anger and, like you said, disrespect. And you can be conscious that, you know what, I'm not going to do the same thing my parents did because that's what I grew up seeing yeah. and just be more mindful right. and uh, yeah. And accept that those are decisions that you make the way yeah. you react to things. Correct. We, we actually talk a lot about ancestral healing in the group. And, okay. and it's when you really think about the, the, the heaviness and the, the, what gets passed down from us from generation to generation um, and sometimes when you really start thinking about this, you see it so clearly, right? Oh, my uh-huh. God, my grandmother acts this way. My mother acts this way. And now I, like, because I did these things. And, like, and, and it's usually, it's really funny because I find that the women that end up in this community, a lot of them are, like, the black sheep of their family. Or mm-hmm. the, the one right. who, the, the rebel, the one who wanted to do things differently, or the one who really noticed um, things being certain way and wanted to to change it and want and didn't want to pass on 
and certain things to their to their children and wanted to kind of you know turn a new leaf and start a new chapter and so mm-hmm. for us this is something that we talk about very openly uh, and and how we can you know without the expectation of perfection it's how we can heal you yeah. know and and, yeah. and by healing ourselves that we are healing our mothers and our grandmothers and our children and yeah. that there's that like healing that just happens collectively when you know the the woman in this in the family heals yeah because sometimes it's not conscious right. it's like you you have you need somebody to point it out to you in my case it was yeah. actually my ex-husband who who pointed it out hey you're just like your mom reacted to this i'm like oh my god no i don't want to be like that <laughs> yeah. and i didn't realize it though so unless somebody points it out and like you said the healing and yeah. moving on and choosing to be a react a different way it's so important exactly. and powering exactly yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. and um, the um, the best way for people to reach out to you, Gabby, is it uh, to follow you on Instagram at the Gabby Guzman? A hundred percent. We also have a uh, Instagram for Las Comadres, so it's lascomadres.club. So that's another uh, that's another spot if you're interested in the community. We're actually we open only quarterly. So we open, um, so we're actually decided to open three times a year. And so right now we're open through the end of the month, um, through September 30th. And then the next time we open will be in January. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, w- and when you say open, that's for, for, for signing mean, up. like open so for membership? For, okay. For, exactly, for membership, for signing up. All right. So you have, you have a seat reserved for Vanessa? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I'd love to. Where are you guys located in Miami? Um, well, it's we have. It's interesting that you use that way. We are trying to procure kind of several homes, right? Because okay. we have women. There's women in part of Las Comadres in Broward, and women part of Las Comadres in Cutler Bay, right? And so okay. we we typically have a monthly co-working day in Coral Gables, but okay. we do our best to have events. We have eight different madrinas in the community who are leaders of the community, and they are hosting their own events. And so we do best to sort of spread things out a little bit more. And there are women that live in Broward that do co-workings up there as well. And so um, we we like to we try to have events all around town. And what's the cost? It's forty-seven dollars a month. Oh, okay, that's affordable for single mm-hmm. moms like myself. Sometimes we have to. Ask yeah. about that, so. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite stories is one of the men um, who started. She was kind of in a in a in a difficult financial place at the beginning, and she said, "Oh my God, it's forty seven dollars a month." And then, like three months later, she goes, "It's only forty seven dollars." Like she was like she couldn't believe the bargain because everything that she had gotten out of being in that space, not to mention yeah. how much people refer business to each other, how much people are supporting each other in growing their businesses. So it's like a very expansive space if that's what you choose to create right. in it. No, that's very doable. Wonderful. I think $47 is a very affordable price yeah. for what you're getting, you know, because yeah. it's, I think I think that's priceless, really, the community you're getting out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's one less one less takeout order. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A food, yeah, exactly, you know? exactly, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it comes down to. <laughs> uh, 
That's right. That's yeah. right. I, I relate everything to food. That's like my. I, that, let me my tell you, it's very really relatable. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I want to thank you both for for an amazing show, and also if you want to connect with Vanessa uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram, single mom starting over is uh, is how you can connect with her. Oh, single ooh. mom starting yeah. over. A single mom starting on, on over. On Instagram. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and thank you both, thank you both for an amazing show. Uh, I'm going to be in touch with you both. We'll we'll connect offline, um, and uh, and we'll be able to uh, to set something up. Hopefully for this for this coming week where we can meet uh, down yeah. in Miami. That's great. So um, um, so thank you thank you both for being yeah. here. Any any final closing remarks, Gabby? I I just I just want to say how how tickled I am by this whole situation. I found Michael Calderon on a website in the year two thousand and three mm-hmm. because I was looking for somebody to or like you know ordain our my my wedding to my son's dad and uh-huh. um, and I remember having conversations with Michael for hours, just getting to know each other and what we all thought about everything and. I just love that all these years later, here we are. <laughs> I'm telling you, people wow, cross it's paths 16 for years. a reason. 16 wow. years, my friend. I, was, I remember wow. I was like in, in grad school and Penn State. Like, I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. It's so funny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And here it's we are 16 paths. years later. Yeah. Yeah. Crossing paths mm-hmm. for a reason. You know, there's totally. always something. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was All right. great well, getting thank to speak you so to you, much. Gabby. It was great thank getting to speak guys. to you. It was my pleasure. All right. So there you have it. That's another uh, another edition of the Michael Calderon Show. We thank you so much for joining us this morning. And uh, for those of you that are on the Eastern Time Zone, it's morning. For some of you, it's already late in the day or, or nighttime. So we thank you so much. If you have an idea for a show, Send us a, a message through the show page, and uh, we'd love to, uh, you know, to bring a show to you. Um, uh, that's where we get our ideas from, from the listeners. So we really appreciate it. Um, if you want to hear a previous show, you can always go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Michael Calderon show, and you can listen to some of the previous shows that have been uploaded. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. God bless you, and God bless America. And you know what? I think we're going to close out with No Trace of You by Danielle Morgan. Danielle is uh is one of our one of our loyal listeners from the UK. She's a singer. You want to check her out online real uh, daniellemorganmusic.com. You can also connect with her on social media. And No Trace of You is a good one for this particular show because uh it's talking about what was in the past and what is coming in the future. So here's Danielle Morgan and John Merrigan with No Trace of You. 